Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hashtag no music, no intro. Stress-free week. Stress-free weekend. Football's over, Ryan. It's over. It was, it was beautiful yesterday. Football was on 6.30 a.m. Pacific time. London game. Woke up to football. Didn't see, you know, the Seahawks, Steelers game. Doesn't sound like I missed much. Just buffoonery all over the place. Um, (laughs) But the Saints, a week from tonight, they'll be playing. Speaking of the Seahawks, they'll be playing the Seahawks in Seattle. Coming off a bye. Um, you know, you know, quick news we can hit up on. Uh, Will Lutz sounds like he's been oh. activated from I- IR. Um, Big nuts, Lutz. Oh, bruh. Whew. I need him to come in swinging them nuts. Need it, bruh. If I have to see another uh, Rojas kick, uh, Cody Parker kick. Brian, like what, what, what is our percentage? Like, what is our percentage on field goals and extra points? I don't even know, but it can't be. Know, it got to be league low, bro. Terrible, bro. I and nobody know. talks about it. Nobody talks nobody about does. it. Nobody like, does. Podcasts and shit. Like, I listen, I'm like, nobody talks about the Saints kicking situation. <laughs> Just been dreadful. Uh, I, I will say at least, like, the Saints and Sean Payton – Acknowledge it being dreadful. So, you know, Rojas didn't work out. They cut him. They went to Cody Parker. But, like, at least they're not like the LA Chargers, who their kicker has just been awful all season, missing extra points. <laughs> that, that's a generational thing with the Chargers. Yes, it is. It is, bro. <laughs> but, like, he's been, like, we're, we're, we're in week six, and he's been awful for almost six weeks. And, like, they're not doing anything to try to. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that organization, but they just like I don't know. They don't care, man. It's, <laughs> as long as I can remember, it's been that way. It's as been yeah, it's it's been bad. Um, so that you know that that's news. Uh, that came out today. I think the first person I saw report it was Captain Terrell of the Athletic, and then yeah. <laughs> you know Ian Rappaport, bro. You no know, pup. You know, the window opens up, players can start, you know, practicing and, and things like that. And might, you know, Ian Rapport, NFL Network saying Mike Thomas might might be a few weeks away. Weeks away. It makes sense. It makes sense. Because uh, what they're going to do is they're going to let them practice. Um, probably not this week, but I, I would put my money on there. You would start practicing like next week. And then after like a week or two of practice, he'll come off PUP. Cause he's just, I mean, the dude has not played, bro. Like he's <laughs> like an ankle. It's like, you can't do nothing with an ankle. Like if it's your arm, your, you know, shoulder, something like that. It's like, okay. But like you, you can't even run. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's just going to take time. Like people think my time is going to come in and start catching slants. It's just not going to happen, bro. It's just, <laughs> 
Wait, wait. So we we don't we don't know what's we don't know what's going what's going to happen. The that first injury report, which I guess would be on Thursday, um, the official one because they play Monday night. It's just going to be interesting. And this is not this is not the Seahawks game preview. We're, we're going to do that either Tuesday night or or Thursday night. But it's just going to be interesting to see who is back for the Saints come yeah. Monday night. Because it's sounded like TQ going to be back, right? Uh, yeah, TQ? Yeah. TQ, baby? <laughs> yeah. Bro, at this point, that we need all the help we can get, bro. <laughs> we don't care, bro. I'll be so happy to see Trey Quarrel, man. It's the happiest <laughs> You know, he, he got a nice little connection with Jameis in, in the workout. Like, when I carry over to actual games, ah, man, just give me them little two catches, 25, set, good. We're, <laughs> get, a, get a touchdown in that. Where's Brandon Coleman at, bro? Can we get Brandon Coleman to come back, bro? That is Brandon Coleman, man. That's crazy. Yeah, he he, he had he, next man. He, he had that neck thing, and oh yeah, yeah, and no, it did just just that quickly. Um, so yesterday, stress free stress free watching football, the great greatest experience there there is um, okay. as a fan. And I'm watching football. Wake up, watch a little London game, watch twelve games. Then took a nap. They catch the end of the, like the in in part of the noon games, and you know just chilling, bro. Just chilling, chillin bro. Just just just. just, just I don't give a shit who wins, who loses. No, no. Like I, you know, there's some games like you know the the Vikings Panthers game. You're you know, yeah. you, it felt gross to root for the Vikings, but like we we had right, right, right. We had to do it. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, it's like, oh, like, let's go, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> but I will, I will, I, I, I want this episode to be about. We watched games yesterday, right? We saw a whole bunch of teams play. Good teams, bad teams, mediocre teams. I don't know what I don't know what team the Saint is. The Saints are right now. I don't know. Don't know. No, no. <laughs> but would you stop it? I'm sorry, it's the cat. Sorry. Okay. Hey, I get it. I, my, I do. I have a little office set up now, my new place, so I can do, do the pod in peace. But my cat will for sure be right at the door, meowing to either come in or for me to come out. He is an attention whore, so I get it. Yeah, man. Um, but it was just interesting watching games yesterday. And seeing how teams are built and constructed, and just different, just trends, you know, you kind of see around the league. And I'm just thinking of like how that relates to the Saints and how their team building has been over the last, you know, let, let, you know, this last run, right? Let's say since like oh, you know, 2017 on. Um, so let's let's start with you know one of the best games of the day yesterday, Cowboys Pats. <sighs> Cowboys are five and one after a thrilling win yesterday over the New England Patriots. As someone who was born and raised in Texas, and I grew up despising the Cowboys because I grew up just surrounded by just insufferable 
Cowboys fans in the 90s when they were in their oh. fucking heyday. Um, like to this day, the, the, the team I hate the most is the Cowboys. Uh, just to see how that team was built, right? That team was built. That team is an offensively built team. And yep. in some way, like if you look at it from the outside, there, you know, there's some things that are kind of similar to the Saints because I wrote this article years ago of Sean Payton copying the game plan of, you know, the Cowboys when they had Tony Romo and they had DeMarco Murray and it was building a stud offensive line and, a, you know, a running back and, and they had Des Bryant in his prime. And that was the, I, that was the Des catch it, didn't catch it season. Right? Yeah. And you could see if you look at the Saints offensive line, obviously injuries aside, like you could see that vision, but the two drastic differences between the two teams, obviously I'm not going to compare Dak to Jameis because that's not a, that's not a, that's not a conversation, but Saints have my time. You had some Saints fans, they were like, Dak, (laughs) they'd be like, Jameis Winston is number two. Ooh. Ooh. If you just look, if you just go through the TL and watch some Saints fans, bro, you it's just uh, that that's something we can discuss later about extreme homerism, yeah. especially in our in yeah. our mentions lately, because this yeah. this getting out of control. Um, yeah. but the biggest difference, and we talked about a little bit last week, is the Saints have Mike Thomas, and you know when healthy, and you know we don't know what version of him we're getting. He's shown to be a top five wide receiver and all pro talent. The Cowboys got, bro, I, just, I was just watching this yesterday, bro. They got Mari Cooper, who they traded for from the Raiders when John Gruden was just throwing away talent. CeeDee Lamb fell in their laps. Yeah. Just fell, bro. There's no, there's no way in hell he should have fallen as far as he did in that draft. There's no way. And, and, and you know, and he made no sense for them to draft him. None. None. No sense. But they took Absolutely. Him. But when talent, extremely, when the best player falls in your lap, if you're a good team, you take that best player and you just figure it out, bro. You just figure it out. Exactly. Um, not to mention, not to mention, Ryan, Michael Gallup, he's been hurt. <laughs> but you know what? They got Cedric Wilson. I'm like, who the fuck is Cedric Wilson? Right. Who is this guy? Just making just making plays. They got they got Dalton Schultz. Got Blake Darwin. <laughs> like, and Schultz. I've been looking at Schultz. I'm like, who is this guy, man? Just Jason Witten. Like, like Jason Witten getting the time machine and just change his name. I swear, bro, that's just what he looks like. Right. One those little, little one-two routes. Just like, uh, uh-uh. catch. First down. And it's I think it just goes back to when when that Mike Thomas news first came out, the, the first thing I thought about the to, when that Mike Thomas news today came out that he's gonna miss a few weeks. The first thing I thought about was just we talked about it at nauseum and I and I feel like we're gonna we we've beaten this hell we're gonna kill it, elbow drop it. But I really wanna know what the mindset and the logic of the Saints were. This maybe not in the free agency, but like in the draft. Like you, you knew, you knew that this man was not returning in your phone calls. Yeah, just purposely ghosting you for most of the offseason. 
And yet now we have like uh, he's coming back whenever, and now they got just undrafted free agents across the across the board. And it's like, how do you expect Jameis to be successful in this in this with what he has to work with? I don't. I, it's it's just baffling. It's rare. It's very baffling. It's it's baffling us, but it's not baffling to Sean Payton, bro. Like the guy believes. That you know, Marquez Callaway and Lil Jordan Humphrey and you know Deontay Harris. He just believes in his scheme and his route concepts that he could make the offense work. That's literally what he believes, man. Like I think Sean Payton goes to sleep at night. He's just thinking, like, I'm good. Like I got, I got some good wide receivers. We can make it happen until it's proven otherwise. You know, until like the end of 2013, this 2013 season when you got a Gimpy Colston and a Gimpy, um, uh, you know, Lance Moore, and it's just, just everything is just dry, you know. And then he go out and draft, you know, uh, Brandon Cooks. Like he has to see it to believe it because mm-hmm. if it's up to him, when it's the off season, bro, he's just he's just like fans, bro. He's like fans. He's just, He's just like looking through rose colored glasses, like, oh, we got players, man. We don't need, we don't need to draft a guy. I, I think it just that just goes to because I think the concern is that if he hasn't seen it by now, like, oh, he's seen it. I mean, look, they went and got Kenny Stills, so he's seen it. But right. I think they, they're they're not. They still don't. They're not to the point where like they're ready to you know use. You know, large capital to go ahead and you know address the situation, which goes to underscore the whole point about like how do they view this season? Period. Like I don't know. It's like I don't know. I don't know how they view. I don't know how they view themselves in this season and what they want to do. Like, do they really believe they are challenging for a Super Bowl? I just don't see it. I don't see no. it. But at the same no. time, I feel like they do want to. At least there are some people in the building that want to, that, that believe they can. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing you got to look at with NFL teams. It's not like a consensus. There are people within the building that have different beliefs. There's some that believe like, hey, let's just buy a year or two and we're going to get back to this thing. Usually the head coaches tend to be short-sighted and like, let's win right now. Uh, with the Saints, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Like, Sean Payton a different dude. Like, he just got married. He might I don't know. He might be thinking about something else, man. Like I don't even know what champ, but I don't even know what champagne is at right now, bro. I really don't. It's, so uh, I was looking at the divisional rank of all the teams in the, in the NFC, and the Saints, I believe, they're either they're sixth, right? Like in the playoff, if the playoffs started, right? They're uh-huh. sixth. And uh-huh. I was looking at that, and I was looking at that list. And people like to want to want to talk about the AFC being better than the NFC this season. Stop it! Stop! Please stop it! <laughs> um. So all the teams above the Saints, the Bucks, Cardinals, Packers, um, Rams, and I'm and I'm I'm forgetting one. Uh I was looking at it, I was just like, the, if the Saints got into the playoffs, six seed, 
the only team that I just, for whatever reason, I just couldn't see them beating is the Cardinals. Everyone else, like, I think they would have, like, a puncher's chance against. Yeah, I can definitely see the Cardinals being a challenge. Just the way we've dealt with uh, mobile quarterbacks. No, nah, nah, bro. That, that's... <laughs> nah. And people pop in Saints fans like, oh, but then these guys already play, you know, Kyler as a rookie. Like, this, this a is a rookie. different... This is a different column, bro. This, this, it's, it's nice. he, no. he's, I can see he, Cam Jordan running, you know, <laughs> three miles an hour to the flats trying to get Kyler Murray. Oh, no, no, no bro. No, can't, can't see it. But, like, it's just – so it just goes to the point of, like, where, you know, who is this team or where – like, it's crazy. And I know I know that Giants loss is just going to do them dirty somehow, oh. some way. They always have one, bro. Every every season, every season. But your tweet you said earlier, you tweeted earlier today, was so on point of what you wanted. So uh, people who maybe didn't see the tweet, like what if if what is your successful season that you know that the Saints need to do for you to be considered them to have a successful season? Like me, I, the my outlook, bro, is just enjoying football. As a fan, having a good time, not worrying about no Super Bowl or none of that shit. I just want them to be, you know, sweep the Falcons, beat Tampa Bay at least once. Love twice, but at least beat them once. Beat the Cowboys, please. Please beat the Cowboys. Oh, that's 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 the team I, I didn't mention. I yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the team I didn't mention. They they play to get they play Thursday night football. And that's, that's gonna be a tough one, man. On Thursday night too. It's it's two games. We because we, we talk about the offense, but you know this team has been constructed uh, to be a defensive team. And if you really look at the history of the of the team, I won't say it's an overcorrection because we have seen what a shitty defense looks like. Like what the Chiefs are going through right now, we we've looked at already. Like. We've been there. Much worse, too. Much on worse. A, on a much worse level. <laughs> yes. But it 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 seems in a bit, and again, I don't want to use the word overcorrection, that all the resources just went into defense, 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 which the Saints have a, a good defense. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's just the bad. But I think we can all agree that they have a good defense. But with those resources, those resources have been put in defense. And I think we are now seeing, you know, it being sown of the lack of the offensive output. Yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. And it's kind of unfortunate because we are in – I mean, it's, it's been an offensive era for a few decades now, but we are on the precipice – like, you can't hit the quarterback now. Whew. You can't. Like, you can't hit the quarterback. It is an offensive skewed league to the 10th power. So it's, 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 it's like the NFL is giving it to you. It's like, here, throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? Throw the ball and have success. But we just kind of flipped the timeline and we're like, yep. look, we're going back to 1974, you know? <laughs> It is. I mean, it just is what it is. It's like that's just the way the team is constructed right now. Uh, we'll see as you know, 
They try to open up the offense a little bit. Um, I just can't foresee Sean Payton trying to play like this the whole year. And we saw glimpses of it against the uh, against the Redskins. Uh, I think we'll. I think we'll see Sean Payton kind of revert back to ground and pound, you know, against the Seahawks. But yes. it, it's it's just it's just it's just where we at, man. It's like we are like Richardson says, we are a defensive team clothed in offense. And right now, I can't even say we clothed the offense because it's like. You just look at the statistics, you know. I mean, it's just not an offensive-driven team, man. Not not running the ball, not passing the ball. You can say, oh, we run the ball, but it's not like we're like a great running team. No, they're not. They're not even you close know, to them. They're averaging like 3.8 yards per carry or something like that as a team. It's not like – so it's just a – it's just kind of like a pick your, pick your spots, you know, team that's uh, with a collection of offensive plays, but not like a – There's no identity. There's no, no offensive line. None. Yeah. And that could come, like I can't, like I'm saying, it, it really can't come because these were some major injuries. You know what I'm saying? Like huge. Mike Thomas, like uh Nick O'Neill just wrote a good article about, you know, just the targets that Mike Thomas normally receives on the field and where the production has been lacking currently this season. And it's like you could just overlay where Mike Thomas usually catches the ball to where we lack in, and it fills those spots easily. Like it's just it just hadn't been there. Like what we get from Mike Thomas. <clears throat> now I mean, you could argue, you know, it's Mike Thomas, you know, Drew Brees, James Winston. How things gonna be different? We'll see. But it just shows you like that's just a been a part of the the team that's just had part of the offense that just hadn't been there, and it's kind of like the bread and butter of the offense, like just the sustainability that well, is what I'm really worried about with Jameis. You know, it's like, mm. can we can we get that? Can we get that just – and it's just kind of funny. Ain't it ironic? It's like we spent like the last about two years like, oh, where's the fucking deep ball, bro? Like what? Everything is naked, don't 10,000 cuts. And now it's opposite. It's like, yeah. okay, we go get – we'll get the 56-yard play to Deontay Harris or the – so uh, Marquez Talloway. But like the easy like, stuff is hard. Where's the easy shit? <laughs> like, like how ironic is that, man? That is some crazy shit. It, it's it has the the pendulum has swung completely the opposite end of the spectrum. Completely. And but to say just to say it's that doesn't mean it won't come because um you know I mean Jameis Jameis has done all of it in the past. He's been able to do the, you know, the short stuff, the intermediate stuff, and the, and the downfield stuff. So, you know, it can come back, but it goes back to the skill position players, man. Like, you know, what, what you got in the fridge? You know what I'm saying? What kind of groceries y'all getting, y'all? I mean, we ain't been packing the groceries, bro. You know? <laughs> um, anything that you saw when you were just watching games yesterday, that stood out to you either on itself or how maybe it relates back to the Saints from the game. Really, man, I just really been thinking about like what where does Sean Payton want to go with this? Like he's in his he's in his what his what fifteenth, sixteenth year as a head coach. Look, Jameis, I don't know what Jameis could do this season, but most likely he's not gonna be the long term 
starter for this team. Um, you know, maybe he gets another year or something like that. But at some point, they're going to have to go get a quarterback. Would that be like a Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers veteran, which would be kind of a short term, like a medium, not short term, but like a medium term option? Or will they go get a rookie? And, you know, we talked about this draft class coming up. There's not much out there. Maybe they, maybe there's some nine in the winds. Who knows? Maybe there's something next year after that. But it's like, what? how does Sean Payton want to build this offense going forward? Because things are changing, man. Like, look at Lamar Jackson. You look at Colin Murray. Do you want to go that route or do you want to nah. stick to the point guard route? Do you want to stick to the – to the, you know, distributor of the football route. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 there's no real wrong answer to me. I'm just curious about it. There isn't. I think, and again, it, this was in the moment, and, and coaches can change their stripes, but I think Sean Payton gave you the answer to that question in that 2018 draft. Mm. When you could have had Lamar. When you could have had Lamar. Like, in, like, Let's go back to it. So that was 2018. So don't well, 2017, as, as everyone knows, if Mahomes is there, he was the pick. And as sporadic and as off, as, as many off-platform plays Mahomes can make, at the end of the day, he is still very much a point guard type of like distributor of the quarterback, right? Uh-huh. And how he plays the game. So the very next year, when Sean, like the guy, I mean, not only did the guy fall into multiple teams' laps, but the Saints traded up. They could have had Lamar. And I think, again, that was three years ago, but Sean Payton pretty much gave you the answer at that time of what he kind of thought of that type of quarterback. And I even, even looking back on it, like, if you just, if you look at Lamar as a prospect, like, he wasn't a Sean Payton type of quarterback. Like, he just wasn't. No. No. <laughs> and so, and I, and I, and I, you know, this is revisionist history, but it's been coming up a lot of my timeline and my mentions this week. He just wasn't. Um, and that, we talked about it on, on the show. It's just set back the team so much. But it, like, to your point, and I don't think it's going to happen. And I, I hope it doesn't happen. But couldn't you see... Like like Derek Carr being like a Sean Payton quarterback. Oh yeah. Like like I I don't again, I know he's his contract situation with the Raiders is upcoming and it's probably gonna get worked out. But like I it's just the team is so in flux. And it's it's funny because if you if you really think about it, the Saints and the, and the Steelers next year are in very similar situations. Woo. So like similar. Like good good defenses for the most part, got talent on defense, but the Saints have a way better offensive line. It, it's it's crazy because if you think about it, the Steelers have weapons, right? They got Clay Claypool, they got you know young tight ends, Fryer move, uh, Deontay Johnson, but they don't got the offensive line, and now they got Big Breeze. But the Saints, conversely, it's flipped, got a good offensive line. They got Michael Thomas and nothing else. And so it's like very similar constructions of teams just being in transition of what the next chapter is going to be. And it's, as a fan, 
it's exciting, but it's also terrifying because if you mess up, <laughs> if you mess up and you don't get the right guy. Yeah, you sitting there like the Dolphins, bro. Bro. <laughs> bro, the Dolphins ready to give it all. Give it all for Deshaun Watson, bro. They don't, they don't care. That too. It's hard, man. It's hard finding the QB. Look at the Browns. Like you, I mean, the Browns are in a quandary. Who they are in a predicament? He's, he's right. You know, Baker Mayfield is right on that precipice of a purgatory quarterback. Ooh, and you know, you know, you know him. He's a commercial guy. He's gonna want. He's gonna want forty, bro. He's gonna want forty M's. I, I just give him forty you know, M's. Bro. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it, bro. Couldn't do it. But, like, what other choices do you have at the same time? It's like, it's tough, you know? (laughs) Wouldn't that that be some gross shit? Because we know Sean Payton loved, like, Baker, like, coming out, bro. Oh, yeah. Love Baker. Keep him away from my team, bro. Oh, no, I I can see him. I could totally see. You can see it, bro. (laughs) Um... Speaking, of, let's can we can we talk about the Dolphins real quick? Just complete bungle, right? So, okay, they they got the two Justin Herbert thing wrong, and to their credit, a lot of people got that wrong. Draft nets, big foot, big draft media, okay, right? But what may set them back is the trade that they made this last draft, mm-hmm. where they ended up trading their pick to the Eagles, not the 49ers pick. And I guess in their head, they saw it like, hey, we we finished 10 and 6 last season. You know, we were ascending. We were almost made the playoffs. And if Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't get hurt, we probably do make the playoffs. And we added all this talent and free agency. And we're, you know, the, the Patriots don't have Tom Brady anymore. We're ascending, right? And so, they're, so they banked on themselves being – a part of the playoff team. That's why that pit's going to put them lower 20s. And they are 1-5, and five, and the Eagles right now own their pick. And if, you know, obviously this season's not over, but right now that pick is number third overall in the draft, Ryan. Oh. Whew. If, if you want to talk about just colossal failure of just and, like, Greg was like, oh, well, you know, they made two trades in one. I'm like, yeah, but they could have they just traded the 49ers pick to the Eagles. It didn't have to be their pick. They wanted it to be their pick. And that's, that's the type of move that can come back and just kill you as a team. Absolutely kill you. Kelly Moore going to be the head coach with Deshaun Watson at QB, bro. That's what it is, man. It's, it funny is, you, man. It, it's funny you say that because I can easily see it. Easily. It's going to be, bro. I mean, Kelly Moore, like I remember this dude was just in the draft a few years ago. Boise State. Boise State. He was like a poor man's Drew Brees, super accurate. Um, now he's, you know, he's running the deck offense, this Cowboys offense. Um. And somebody's going to make him a head coach. He's going to be like a, a young 30-year-old head coach too early. And I could just see the Dolphins doing that. They're going to go get Deshaun Watson. They're going to move on from tour. 
it's just, it's just, uh, you just watch these things happen, bro. Like we watch it happen, it's like slow motion train wrecks. <laughs> and it's like we don't know. We you never know. You never know. Like Tua could have just, but you, you could just watch and see what's going on. You know? Yes, you can. You you absolutely can. I'm, I'm looking at just the the draft order as of right now NFL draft. The the Eagles have the third overall pick because of the because of the or because of the Dolphins. Right now they have the ninth overall pick because of the Colts. But we'll, that that might change. And then their own pick is number eight overall. And they're gonna need it. <laughs> My thing is like for who though? Who who? Yeah. I don't know this this quarterback class. Like I'm not watching any prospect, but just just casually just watching. Um, watching you know quarterbacks on Saturday, like uh, no, no, not one player has, has been like, oh shit, not one quarterback line, not one. Nobody, man. I think there's like a guy. Uh, is it Nevada? I can't remember. Not a big school, but he kind of had. He's a traits one of those traits quarterbacks. You know, just big, big on, blah blah blah. But it's gonna be one of those type of things. It's gonna be like one of those guys you kind of gotta squint and be like, "Ooh, I could see it. I could see um, it." Oh, well, you, 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 you saying that? He already knocked the guy, bro. Like, <laughs> I have learned that. I've learned that. You, uh, but you know, those, those are the outliers. They're outliers like Josh Allen or whatever. It's just kind of outliers where they do make it. But those are the ones that get you, bro. Those outliers. You, it's an outlier for a reason. Like. I mean, at least Josh Allen was super traitsy, as inaccurate yeah, right. as he was. <laughs> yeah, that on though. You know what I'm saying? Like he did. Ooh, yeah, that on though. Um, can we can we talk about speak? You know, can we talk about the the Panthers? Fugazi, baby. Uh oh, let's talk about it. Fugazi, man. Fugazi. <laughs> they they went up against the Jets. Uh, Saints defense, uh, Saints offensive line that couldn't even figure out how to call protections. <laughs> and I can't remember who had, had no coaches, no coaches, no coaches, no, no Marshawn. You, you take away McCaffrey, bro. Like, I'm sorry, it, it's very, it's that simple. Like, McCaffrey is that offense, man. He was that offense, heart and soul. Sorry, right, man. Fugazi, man. They win eight games. Uh oh. You gonna say eight? Eight. I'm telling you, I don't buy them. No, I, I don't either. Sam Donald I, I, is not I, I didn't. I didn't buy my three and zero, bro. I didn't. Ugh. Um. T- speaking of getting getting to this point again, and I tweeted this. Speaking of the, of the Panthers, Vikings, another 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 team had Justin Jefferson. Had Adam Thielen. They had KJ Osborne in like the fourth round or something like that, fourth, fifth round. And he is just a stud wide receiver three. And, mm. <laughs> and I think that's where I get frustrated with Sean. It's just because yeah. can we have more if your system is so great, which I'm not I'm not denying it, it isn't. It's 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 time proven. It, yeah. it may be a little Stay out, let's stay. But it, it gets the job done. So, if like, can you just go get a guy in like round 
four or five and just put him in there if, if the, if, and just see what he can do. And not wait till round seven to draft a Quan, whoever, who's not even on the team. Quan, was Quan Sean, Quan Baker? Baker. Come on, man. <sighs> but whoever would have thought, man, we'd be sitting there itching for offense with Sean Payton team. Oh, remember that was like, for the longest. It was like, oh, that's all he cares about is offense. He's like, I'm going to show y'all niggas. <laughs> it, it's weird. It's weird that the trend, the transition. And, and I think what worries me as a Saints fan is that as good as the defense can be, and, and it's just been great at times this season, but when, when it all comes down to it, can they get a stop against a top five NFL quarterback? Probably not, man. Like that, that, that's that's why I keep going to, and it's and that, that's not that's just that's for that. It's not that's for that. most defenses. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even for like the actual good defenses, it's. I mean, when you're an OT and you've been on on the field for all the time, it's like it's like it's just it's just the game is built like that, bro. You know, even good defenses, you just can't expect them to go out there and stop these, you know, stop Patrick Mahomes and, you know, Justin Herbert. And, you know, it's it's, it's just too much, you know, and the pass catchers are too talented. That's my thing. It's like, what's going to happen when we, you know, those shootouts like yesterday, like with Dallas and the Patriots. You know, the, what's going to happen when we get to that point where we just got to shoot it out? Last man with the ball wins. What's going to happen? You know, like I, I, I just can't foresee it. Now we have, for the most part, we haven't been at that point. We was, you know, somewhere at that point, the Giants, and you know, we lost. Um, we'll see when you know some players come back, but I just don't. I don't have that confidence right now. That right. You can go toe-to-toe with a good offense. Like, in the past, with Drew Brees, you know, especially when he was, you know, before, you know, maybe, you know, up to 2019, I had that confidence. It was like, okay, you know, if it came down to it, we know we can go toe-to-toe. But I just don't have that now. And that's not just saying, like, oh, it's because of Jameis. It's the whole package. You know what I'm saying? It's the the coaching. It's the personnel. It's the quarterback. It's everything. You know, all those things go together. So I don't I, I just haven't seen it yet. So we'll see. But like right now it's like what we like first in the league and running on first down. Like mm. that's like a pet peeve stat for me. It's like it's just running off first. It's like it's almost like wasting a play. It's like, it's like, it's like, like be be more creative, please. Yeah, it's like just throwing a play away. It's like you run on first down, you get your two, three yards. Okay. Just throwing a play away. And we like we like one or two in the league. And running on first down. It's like, give me more, man. Like, come on. You got El Camara, and you're going to run up against a nine-man box on first down. That's just a way. I guess coaching malpractice to me, bro. It is. It is, man. It really it really is. Um, we, we we can't have this episode without all the news that came out about LSU. Man, or Toronto, bro. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> Neither, neither of us 
are LSU fans. Don't don't give two shits about them. Uh, we enjoy you know scrolling the timeline on Saturdays when LSU fans are going crazy. But the expose <laughs> that came out this week on Ed Ogeron were basically, you know, they it man, this is weird. Like, like he. He he's gonna coach out the rest of the season, but then he's not gonna be there. But that's like when parents like break up or get divorced, but still cohabitate. Like, yeah, like weird. just just get just let him go. Get, get him out of there, man. Like, don't let him go. Why, why? Why is he still there? Um, but the just this brilliant article. Uh, I I I don't even I came in sight who who did it. And that, that's on me. I apologize. Of just Ed Ogeron just hoeing around Baton Rouge, bro. Hoeing, bro. Living, man. <laughs> like we talked about before, bro. When you like, when you're the head coach of a winning program in one of these like mid sized towns, man, you like, you're a king, man. It's like being a king. Hey, you talk about Ed Ogeron, somebody's been around forever in college football. He's living, man. Dude is living. <laughs> he so uh, uh he had he had girlfriends, multiple, multiple girlfriends. And this is not this is not a moral podcast at all. He so it's, it was Brody Miller who covers the LSU Tigers of the Athletic. Multiple girlfriends. And sometimes Ed had the ki- the girlfriend's kids partaking in practice, bro. <laughs> wow, bro! Wow. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I probably would have been doing the same shit. <laughs> Right here, throw a page to Jamar Chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he bringing us community, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, service to the community, bro. But just, just to show how wild and how quickly shit in sports can turn. 2019 LSU fan, LSU fans, LSU top, top of the world, bro. Top of the world, bro. Everybody was so happy. I was happy for him, man. I, right. I, I just love seeing it, man. Just, everybody was just happy. Happy as shit. <laughs> and, just, in two years, two years, just in flames. In flames. And I knew it, man. Like, once Joe Brady left, I was like, let's see, because A. Ultron, he does nothing. Like, what is... Like, he's... It, we're recruiting and pumping up the players. Like, that's it. <laughs> I, it's just like, you, you have nothing. You have nothing going on. So if you can't, you got to be able to get coaches together. You got to be able to pull in, you know, that that's Nick Saban's secret. You know what I'm saying? He's able to, he has that coaching network to get good coaches in there and keep him fresh. Um, And they just had, they just hadn't had that, man. And, it's interesting because they're gonna get talent. LSU is always gonna have talent on the team. It's not yes. gonna be a problem. Gonna have talent, but 
in college, you really got to get the coaches in there to put them in position to succeed. I don't know what the what the LSU been doing, and of course, quarterback. No, uh, Mac Max Johnson, son of Brad Johnson. Uh, it it just looks gross at times, bro. Mm-hmm. It, it just it just looks gross at times. Um, but it just it just goes to show in sports how how quickly things can change. Honestly, though, here's here's my take. If you're an LSU fan, you can't say shit, man. Like, no, I, I don't want to. I don't want to hear shit from you. Don't want to hear anything from you. Got your like championship, uh, and not only like a championship, like that was a dream season. A dream season, like one of the best college teams in history. In history, y'all stamped. You know what I'm saying? I'd be good for like five years, bro. I yeah, like it's just it, it's just wild to me if. Just go, like scrolling my timeline on Saturday and just seeing people upset, and I'm just like, "Shit!" Like we haven't won one since '09. <laughs> Ancient history, bro. We got Saints fans now that were like children when that happened. <laughs> my, my daughter wasn't born. Yeah. Oh, and see, oh, I remember watching that with my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> My daughter wasn't born, and she's she's she'll be twelve in March, bro. <laughs> Insane. Insane. That's how um, it works, man. But anyway, we just wanted to get on here, have a quick episode, talk about the games yesterday, um, how it relates to the Saints, just tied tied all in together. You know, we're back at it. You know, this week, Saint our little little. I mean, we didn't go on hiatus, but the Saints hiatus is is over. It's it's football for here on out for the rest of the season, and they, I mean they got a big game on on Monday night, next Monday night, and I tweeted it like they they got to win this game, bro. They got to. It's on the platter. Got to. Got it's on, to. It's on, like Geno out, or sorry, uh, Russell Wilson out, Chris Carson out. It's on the platter, bro. They got to. They got. Embarrassed. Like you, you need to. I, we need an embarrassing game. Like we had the, the Green Bay Week One. Embarrassment. I need one more, man. Let it be Seattle. Yes. I don't care who it is, but embarrassing. You know, I, I, I need them. Things. I need them. You know, I need them. To, you know, we want them to win, hopefully convincingly. Um, because you know what's after that game. Ooh. You know, dang boy. <laughs> the the Superdome sounded quiet in that Giants game. Uh-uh. But this one, Tampa Bay, Halloween night. Shit. Come on now, <laughs> they gotta bring it. Yeah, got to. But handle what's in front of you first. It'll be very interesting to see though, because I, I will give Sean Payton a lot of credit. He's a, he's usually a pretty good self scouter in terms of like offensive and offensive changes. Yeah, he is. Um, it'll be interesting to see what tweaks there may be to the offense coming out of the bye. Man, the thing I've been thinking about for the longest this whole season is the whole offensive line, offensive communication protection thing. Yep. You've been, you've been on it all, all the time, bro. It's been, it's been on my mind, not even for the Saints, but just like league-wide. Like, I always wonder why high draft picks 
number one overall, number two overall, number three overall, continue to fail. Like if you just look at the trend, they don't do good, man. Like they usually don't do good. And it's just, it's just got me wondering about like offensive line, understanding protections. I feel like that's just such a such a key data point for NFL teams. Mm-hmm. It's such a key point for teams winning. So I'm just interested to see when, you know, if Eric McCoy, I haven't heard about him, if and when he comes back, um, how him and Jameis handle the load. Because I really think, like, I mean, I was looking at uh, Sports uh, uh, sports Info Solutions. Like, Jameis has been pressured on, like, 44% of his dropbacks. That's crazy, man. That's, yeah, that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Now, I mean, you can go back and forth. Is it on him? Blah, 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 blah. I don't, whatever. It's 44%, almost half of his drop backs. You know, you can't, I mean, that's a tough way to win. So they got to figure that out. Like, that's, I think if Sean Payton's worried about anything, knowing him, he's probably not even worried about the wide receivers. That's what he's looking at. He's like, how Mm. can I protect my quarterback and keep him calm in the pocket? And I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if that's the center, if that's, you know, I don't know. Crowd noise, whatever. But it's, it's, the, it's what I'm watching now. It's what I want to see. Because we know with all quarterbacks, when you protect them, it's like a different quarterback, man. It's like you can't even – it's really hard to even judge quarterbacks because you have to – like they are so dependent on the surrounding talent. Unless they're like different like, you know, Lamar Jackson or something like that. But it just – you know, they kind of have their own skill set. But, you know, when it comes to just, like, actually quarterbacking, it's so dependent on the whole overall offense. you got to look at everything to really judge how it works. Right. So that's, right. that's what I'm saying. That's what I just want to see. I want to I see the whole operation work. People need to stop taking it about judging Jameis. I'm so tired of seeing people, uh, like – like they'll they'll post a picture of uh, a gif of of um Patrick Mahomes throwing a pick, like throwing that dumb pick he threw yesterday. I didn't see I didn't see that one. I did see the one that Kyle Abuser dropped and that was became an interception. No, the, the one where he was like kind of going to the ground, he threw it up. No, nah, I didn't see it. Off. it was a terrible pick. Like it's an awful decision. But they were like, oh, National media they want to talk about Jameis, but they're not talking about that though. Oh, like, that I do see. I I, I like, see it on the timeline all the time, bro. It's like Patrick Mahomes is the greatest QB in this era right now. But like, what are you talking about? Like, yes, yes, Jameis will be judged hard because he's coming off a thirty for thirty season and has been known for turning the ball over his entire career. Like that's <laughs> that's what he got to live with. Like that's it's just the breaks. Yes, it sucks. But it's the bricks. He's going to have to live with that. But it's like, we can at least talk about it. We could talk about the quarterback situation and we could be, we could pick, you know, pick it apart and talk about the negative parts and the positive parts without having to be like this grand, um, this grand testimony or verdict on his entire career. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's been on my radar and it's just annoying to me because I just want to talk football. Yeah. We, we 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 said we were going to close, you know, talk about this later, and I think it's a great a great thing for us to close at is it's it's in your bio. I need to put it in my bio. Extreme homorism. 
it is and we we're pretty lucky like the people of the people that we we you know communicate with online oh, yeah. you know we're, we're lucky but from time to time you know there's a tweet that I'll tweet or you'll tweet and we'll each each of us will retweet it and it just brings in a flock bruh and sometimes I'll know I'll, I'll, I'll read the tweet and I'll just be like how are you such a homer and then I'll click on it and it'd be like you're not following this person like no one that you follow follows the person I'm just like ah okay this <laughs> this aligns <laughs> but <laughs> you, you, know, you know exactly what I'm talking about right yep. <laughs> but it's it's can we pl- can we please work on the extreme homerism? I, I feel like if, if any fan base should know better, it should be us. Like, it should be us, man. Like we should know better, bro. Protect like, yourself, like please. You know like I don't you you you've known me a long time. You know that I typically don't. I don't get into like trash talking with the fans. The one time I did this season was that fucking Giants game, bro. <laughs> and it wasn't a fan. I was just like, oh, the, you know, the Saints were wearing black and black. And so, like, I was like, oh, it's a funeral for you hoes. And I added the Giants account, bro. <laughs> they could have easily came back. <laughs> it, got, it got my ass. And I was like, you know what? This is why I don't talk shit. Because this is what fucking happens. It's, I just... I'm so far removed from extreme homerism and I still see it on my timeline from time to time. It's just like, we, we have been, we have been stabbed in the heart so many times, bruh. (laughs) Okay. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Halloween kills, skip, skip, skip for a little bit, bruh. But like you ever feel like sometimes you just watching the Saints game and you in the Michael House, you just overlooking, bro. <laughs> just <laughs> oh, oh man, it looks it looks fucking beautiful from this view. Oh shit, we got the seven seconds left against the Vikings. We got this shit taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> just Michael just popped up behind your ass. Us as fans, so many, so many playoff games, so so many moments. Let's stop, stop the extreme homerism. We got, we need to, we need to have an intervention on this. Put it, let's watch football and embrace it and just enjoy it. But we just, we need to stop. We need to stop, bro. It's too much. It's too much. Huh? Tries me, man. It does. Because it's like it's it's like you can't even have an intelligent football conversation, right? That's what I'm saying. We're just talking football. You know what I'm saying? Like let's just talk straight up football, as if this player was not didn't have a furley on his helmet. You know what I'm saying? That's it. It just it it it, I don't know, man. It it seems people can't do it or they struggle with it. Or whatever it is, I, I don't know what it is, but let's let's try to work on that. Hopefully, you know, together as fans. 
Um, anyway, we're going to get out of here. We just wanted to have a, an, episode, an episode, talk about football, talk about NFL yesterday, talk about the Saints. We'll be back this week breaking down the Seahawks game um, in depth. And then Monday night, I don't know. I don't know if we could do it. We might try to see what we can do. I don't know. We can do a little, little live, live show Monday night. Huh. I don't know. We, we, first, we have to, first, we have to make sure that both of our feeds are in line. And, like, you're uh-huh. not ahead of me or nothing. So we have to make sure that that's good. But, you know, maybe we try to do a live a live show on Sunday. Um, live, you know, live show on YouTube. Ryan and I watching the game live live reactions to things as they as they play out you you know all the ups and downs watching the fucking saints game like if there's gonna be a, if there's a time that we should be memed it will be during that fucking game <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll see if we can work that out if not we will have the rapid pod recap as soon as the monday game the monday night game is over monday um so take stay tuned for that <sighs> With that, let's get out of here. We have plenty to talk about for next Monday against the Seahawks. With that, we're out. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.